On this week's episode of UserWords Podcast, we talk about digital piracy and why it is so accepted and prevalent in modern culture. We talk about how piracy relates to emotions and relativism. We also learn where Josh does and doesn't pay attention to the conversations. Sit back, relax, enjoy this week's episode of User Words Podcast. I see Billy. <laughs> Leave Billy alone! <laughs> oh, beautiful. Ah! I- you know, you know what I, what I, what he says that I, I have you ever seen uh, that YouTube video? Leave Brandy alone. Leave Brandy alone. <laughs> That's what I imagine right now oh of him saying, "Leave Billy alone." <laughs> uh, we just need him uh, in some crying and in some mascara. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that the mascara part won't happen again. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a few times we've used it, isn't there? <laughs> That's still my favorite part of it at the end there, where it's like, okay, yes. Times. I yeah. mean, makeup's for everyone, right? Sure. Let's go with that. I mean, <laughs> actors wear makeup. Yeah, but that's because they're getting paid. We're much, all much just... amount of money to do that. Not all of them. Okay. Well, welcome to another episode of User Words Podcast. We've got uh, Josh and Aaron here, and we got. Josh's new project up and running here. Oh boy! Almost, so, almost. I gotta, I gotta build stands for him for Johnson and I, and then this one to my right. So, yeah, but it's so it's hopefully gonna cut down on some of that echo, and it probably will. Actually, I can almost guarantee it will, because uh. it's not gonna have air room now to bounce around as much. See if I do it that way, it doesn't do anything. Yes, let's go in the corners where the padding is not. I was like, what are you doing? I wasn't sure if you were like yawning or oh, you needed no. to. I mean, no, 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 no. He was doing the doctor's check. Aaron, look at oh, the electric cough. cough. <coughs> you know, Any pain? If, if I believed in uh, taking people's property that I don't, I would actually pull up a clip from the Big Bang show. Big Bang Theory, not the Big Bang show. Big Bang Theory, where uh, Sheldon Cooper, he goes into a movie theater and he sits like in random seats. He goes, ah, what? Ah. And he's, what he's trying to do is just try to find the acoustic sweet spot. Oh, my And his gosh. roommate's like, sometimes he brings his xylophone. And, you know, oh. and, like other areas, he oh. goes, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I just, need to see the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, the clip alone is just worth it. I, yeah. I, I, Sheldon Cooper in that, in the show, yeah. it's off the air now. Like, it, it's finished. It's run. Uh, it finished it this year, but he's just that socially awkward nerd that is, yeah, he has is, some mental issues that are undiagnosed. Is it streamed on what's it streamed on? Uh, Big Bang Theory, CBS All Access. I it, it might like older episodes might be on like um Netflix or Hulu. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, okay, because I think I have well, I personally don't have Netflix, but. I'm logged into a friend's account that has Netflix. My my Netflix account recently was uh, stolen from me. Ooh, that was fun getting it back. <laughs> I bet. It, yeah, someone from overseas, Russia. Actually, no, it wasn't Russia. It was oh. uh, like Ukraine. They took it and they changed the email address and password and everything. And I actually had to call in the Netflix support and get the account reassociated back to me. Oh wow! And so it took a little while to do it because I had to. Prove that it was me, mm-hmm. that I was who I was, and getting the account back, and they made it like a the the ultimate deluxe, you know, ultra ultra HD five screen 
you know, streaming service and everything. And when I got back into it, I finally saw, oh, look, yeah, they had five different profiles set up. So five different people were using that account at one point in time. Wow. You know, and, and Netflix knows that people kind of account share and they account mm-hmm. for that. That's why at the basic level, it's uh, for two screens at simultaneously. At, if you try to do three screens, one of you is going to be denied. Kicked off or, yeah, or just told just no. Not, yeah. Yep. Can't watch anything. Yep. And all that kind of segues right into what we're going to talk about today. And because Aaron won a, a guessing game, he, he he gambled and won. No word for the there, There's no day. word of the week. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we'll see if his luck can continue for the next couple of weeks here. So somebody told me a word that we should use for it, but then I already know the word. Well, then you try but using it on us. I don't remember what it was. Oh, my goodness. We finally found a word you know, and you forgot it. Yeah. So in other words, <laughs> I could probably use the word and you'd forget that you know. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. I'm trying to think of who I need to. Oh, okay. I know who it was. Well, I'll message them while I, uh, while we set this all up then. and Or for, before next week's episode and then that way we can use it. Yes. So anyways, we're going to talk this week about digital piracy because I brought this one up. So, And why is it so, why is it so accepted in society as a whole? Why is it almost... I'm encouraged in some ways. Why is it so easy? You have services such as Plex, which make it very easy to use pirated content in a very easy way. Now, don't get me wrong. Plex can be used for legal content. If you're unaware of what Plex is, Plex is a piece of software you can install on a computer at home. And that acts as a media server, which allows you to connect out to the web. Um, and then from the web, you know, you could use your computer or your phone to connect back to your home server and view the content. Now, that being said, a lot of people, what they do is they will then use BitTorrent to go and grab their whatever movies they want that they don't own, download them, upload them to their Plex server, and then watch them. Or they'll do all that, and then they will give everyone the world the password so they can go on and watch pirated videos (laughs) from their site. (sighs) Yay. So... So how do these pirated sites not get in trouble? Well, first off, BitTorrent. That, that's how first, at first, BitTorrent, that's peer-to-peer, meaning there's no central server. So you can take down the website that hosts it, but you can never take down the file. You'd have to take down all the computers and the network that the BitTorrent's running on in order for it to go away. So... Which isn't going to happen. What is BitTorrent exactly then? So BitTorrent is a peer-to-peer network. Now, okay... It's just a file sharing service. So, um, it, you can do a lot of things over it. You can do network chats. You can do a bunch of stuff. So when I say peer to peer, think of it this way: when you normally go to a website, let's say Google.com, okay, Aaron types into his phone Google.com into his web browser. It goes and it goes to a DNS server, and that DNS server could be whatever's configured on the phone, whether that be Google's DNS server, your ISP's DNS server, your local router uh defined dns server so it goes there it says where's google.com google.com is that ip address you know 192 whatever they're going to have large ip ranges so i don't know what theirs are you know and then it's going to go out to the server it's going to then hit another server it's called a load balancing server and it'll say oh i have this server over here that's free to take your request and it'll shoot it out over there so all this whole big pool of servers they're all google.com you know from your perspective 
Th that's your traditional server method. Okay. Now, if you want to download a file, okay, from Google, you would still go that same route and Google would say, oh, here's the file whoop, and send it to you. BitTorrent, different. So BitTorrent, you install a piece of software on your computer. It joins into the network using its protocol. And what that means is, let's say all three of us had a BitTorrent client. Now, BitTorrent itself is not illegal. BitTorrent itself is not nefarious. It's how you use it. So all three of us have BitTorrent, okay? I can share a file then with you two. Instead of you guys going out to a server and downloading the file from there, you guys, through the BitTorrent client, connect to my computer and download it from my computer. My computer serves it to you too. Might take a little bit longer because home upload speeds are typically slower than, you know, what Google might have available to them. So in other words, it's kind of like... That's, that's the peer-to-peer -peer portion of it. So, it's, it's, so for the most part, if I have it on my computer and Aaron has it on his, I can go to his side of things and I can download what I want? Well, what you'll do is you'll, you'll search for a file, okay? In, in the, his BitTorrent well, that he allows us to see? Well, when you're connected to the BitTorrent network, you're connected to everybody. Yeah. So it's so if you kind of like the cloud for everyone. Kind of. Yeah. So let's say both me and Aaron are sharing a file, right? Me and Aaron have embarrassing Josh video one, and Amy wants to download it from us, and she downloads it using BitCline. You know, it's just the three of us in this little small BitTorrent network, very small BitTorrent network. Both of our computers would serve up parts of the file to you at the same time. It would basically, as fast as we can upload it, your computer could download it, and it would be constrained. Now, if, again, if we're in the same, you know. So you have to be in a group then? Well, you just have to be on the, the, the network. Okay. So and let's say. It's not like any file can be grabbed from my computer. It's only the files I upload to my bit, BitTorrent that, thing, that right? you, Well, not that you upload, that you say are allowable to be uploaded. Because let's say Aaron has. Embarrassing Josh Movie 2, and I have Embarrassing Josh Movie 3. Amy goes and searches for Embarrassing Josh Movie 2. Well, I don't have it, but the network says, oh, Aaron has it, and it's allowed to be shared. Now you can download it from, jo from Aaron. You don't know who you're getting it from necessarily mo all the time. You just know that it's coming. Hmm. So, and therefore, that is why BitTorrent is not illegal. It, it's not illegal. And At it, all. Uh, no, it, it, in fact, it's, it has some good applications. Being able to do something like that, let's say in the corporate network to be able to share files, that's great. That's a great thing. Um, you can do secure chat over it. You can do a bunch of things. It's peer-to-peer. -peer. You don't need to worry about, let's say, okay, let's go back to the previous episode. Josh's doomsday scenario, EMP burst takes down Google's data center. Well, in the BitTorrent world, all the nodes are still up. We can still communicate with one another. BitTorrent still works. We can still send messages. We can still send text files. We can do whatever we need to. We can still send stuff back and forth. Interesting. So th that still works. Now, because it works like that, you know, where, again, like if both me and Aaron have the same file and you want that file and we both serve you up parts of it, you know, obviously that goes pretty fast then. But if only one of us has a file, it might take a little bit longer. Because of that distributed nature and also a lot of bit clients allow you to be anonymous on them. That's where they have been used historically for nefarious purposes, digital piracy. I'm not talking just uh, movies. I'm talking movies, music, books, pictures. You know, when I say pictures, uh, uh, typically they're of the X-rated variety, but anything that's maybe copyrighted that isn't available unless you like pay for it could also be on there. 
or it has a watermark on it. Yep. Any any digital content could be available. You know, you could have day one release of the movie available on BitTorrent. Now, it's probably someone handicamming it over <laughs> in China. Yeah. But you have day one version of the movie, and you could watch it from the comfort of your cell phone screen, watching it jiggle as they laugh watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I remember coming across I've like come across in the past hanging out with friends. Oh, we want to watch the movie that's in the theaters right now, and the, it, one of the videos was someone just sitting there like recording it. Yep, not good. Sucked. No, it's not necessarily the best quality. But and nowadays, what you're finding is like they'll send movies to reviewers ahead of time, and they'll send them on DVD. And some of the nefarious people will rip the DVD and upload it. Or Blu-ray now, because Blu-ray is more common. But they'll rip it and then upload it. Yeah. And then it, it gets on a BitTorrent site, and there it goes. Day one, you got – or yeah. sometimes, I've, I've even seen movies appear in the news that they've been leaked days before they're supposed to be in the theaters. <laughs> what was it? <clears throat> um, a friend of mine, he works for his job. He works with some big clients and stuff like that from time to time. And recently, he had – uh, it was like like Sony and like Disney and stuff like that, and they were showing like new trailers for like the new Joker movie, yeah, and then the new Frozen two, and then they they got to hear like the Frozen two song or whatever, and like this, and they were when they were doing the display and stuff, they're showing like yeah, you guys are the first people to hear this before it gets released to the public, kind of thing. It's just like ugh. So to think, I mean, yeah, it's easy, I guess, for. It to get out before it's actually revealed. Yeah. Or depending on obviously whose hands it's in. Well, especially if you have like a disgruntled employee who yeah. has a copy of the file, they could just upload it. Like, oh, especially if they use an anonymous BitTorrent network, you know, to do that. Where, mm-hmm. you know, and, and ISPs have been obviously getting a lot tougher on this because the motion picture industry, music industry, and all that has been coming down on ISPs that you need yeah. to do something about this because you're costing us a ton of money. Every right. year. And uh, so a lot of ISPs have come out and said three strikes and you're out, basically. So if you get basically three complaints that you're pirating, you're, you're, you're you done. Could, you could be done and lo- lose your internet privileges. The ISP will cut you off. Oh, Jeez. Dang. And guess what? You are no longer connected to the internet. Congratulations. You are now a hermit. <laughs> you're Patrick. Lives under a rock. Oh, dude. I wouldn't mind that. I could do that. Uh, you do realize then no Dark Souls. No. That's not all internet, though. I thought it required online to start sometimes. Mm-hmm. You the can bypass ghost. that. Okay. The new Ghost Recon does. Yeah. Requires online. It requires internet even for solo. Right. See, that's, see, that's, well, that's, I guess I'm not playing that game. All right. 30 second tangent on this, Kay. That's the thing I don't like about games is because they're making them all internet connect and based so that if you don't have internet, you can't play it. That's it. Continue. Hey, you were on 30 seconds. Yeah, congratulations. There you go. Yeah, and guess what? If you're illegally uploading, you could lose all that access. Or if you're accused of illegally uploading and you don't defend yourself. Dang. Because they can get records wrong. Oh, yeah. You know, the RIAA sends in something and says, hey, you know what? Um... We think Josh over here is uploading something falsely. And ultimately, it turns out it wasn't Josh. It was his brother, but they tied it to Josh's computer somehow. Oh. 
but it, they're come from the same building. Uh, would that um, or okay? Tough luck, dude. Th- this one might this one might be a little more applicable. If you're living in a well, a more applicable, <laughs> applicable, <laughs> applicable to me or to most people in general. If you're living, let's say, in an apartment building, right? Yeah. And maybe you're sharing your Wi-Fi access with someone because you know you're splitting the cost. It's easier. Yeah. And you're close enough where there's no issue. Yeah. And the person you're sharing with, all of a sudden, ah, they're caught uploading movies. That's they've uploaded a pre-release of Frozen two that they managed to get their hands on. Okay. Uh oh. Well, all of a sudden, guess what? There goes your internet. Yeah, because you're tied (coughs) to it. Yeah, you're tied together. What I find interesting is I don't think people realize not only the legal consequences, but the other types of consequences too. What are the other types of consequences? Downloading pirated videos can also take a chance of downloading viruses and malware and uh, especially in the earlier days yes uh nowadays it's not as bad i wouldn't say it's not as bad but it's people have gotten a little more okay it's gonna make me sound old the people <laughs> who are actually doing the downloading are usually a little more savvy on this they're not as easily fooled like back in the day uh to save space on let's say a, a song because we had 56k dial-up which was slow and took down your phone line while you dialed up, unless you had a dedicated phone line for this, you would sometimes compress a song, you know, and put it in a zip file, make it just a little bit smaller, send it, you know, whatever. Right. And then, so it, that was kind of expected. Nowadays, with the proliferation of fast internet, if you send a zip, a song in a zip file, most people are going to be looking at it and be like, yeah, no, I, no, I ain't zip, unzipping that. <laughs> well, I know what that is. Hmm. You know, so kind of that faster internet has given rise to maybe it's a little bit harder for that to happen. Does it still happen? Yes. Yeah. Especially people who like Aaron, who maybe aren't as tech savvy. I'm super tech savvy. Oh, you are now, huh? Don't yeah. make me don't make me go there. I am super tech savvy. Okay. I know how to. What's the difference between the AAC versus MP3 codec? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just respond with C. I'm not tech savvy. It was a lie. Yeah, I know. You're lying um, to me now. But so you know, if if Aaron got a, a an MP4 video and the instruction said unzip this file because I compressed it, Aaron might unzip it and yeah, click on it, and then all of a sudden, uh oh, why did my computer just shut down? Why is my computer smoking? Uh oh, this ain't good. That can why is there a skull laughing at me on my computer? I don't think I've ever seen a virus with a skull laughing outside of a movie. To be fair. So, yeah, because of the fast internet, I, I yes, it can still happen. Okay? Don't get me wrong. Of course, Windows also has built-in antivirus now that comes part of it as well. So that's going to help. It could, it could spread still. I will give it that 100%. Yeah. What, what are some of the other consequences? You said consequences. Is. That implies multiple. Oh, I was just, I was just kind of implying that. It's the overall. I don't know what other consequences are there of pirating videos besides legal. Well... What about our economic consequences? Ah, yes, 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 yes. Those are consequences. Yeah, Josh. Unintentionally, they are. Moral consequences. Mm. Those are consequences, too. Why are you stealing? Aaron. What? (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. But I think think the, the main question that we had is why is it so widely accepted? And I think it's so widely accepted is because I don't think there's that big of a crackdown on it as there should be. And people, as... 
is we are as humans, we are selfish, and we don't really want to pay. Wait, what is what is selfish? We're not getting into that. <laughs> um, so I think that's that's one of the big reasons why I think people just pirate things is because they're like, ah, I won't get caught. I'm just downloading from someone else's site. I'm not uploading anything because the uploading portion is a little bit more. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that a little bit more exposing than downloading? Uh, they're both about as exposing. And internet, your internet provider is going to know that you're transferring large amounts of files. They not, might not necessarily be able to see what's in it unless. You know, there's not encryption on the BitTorrent, which nowadays I think most of them are encrypted. Now, at the same time, why would the the Internet provider care? Because the RIAA and the Movie Picture Association is making them care. Mm. Because they're the they're the they're the basically the pipes through which this data is traveling. They're the conduits. And so they the, the RIAA and that they don't have the authority to basically say, hey, how much data is this person transferring in and out? Or do you see this sort of traffic? But if they go through proper legal channels, they can go to ISP and say, I need to know this. Uh, Now, again, they have to go through legal channels. So it's not just something like, let's audit Josh today. You know, Mm. it's it's probably something that's given them a a, a little tip off that, you know, Josh has become the number one pirater in the world. But it's sometimes not not even as, I guess you could say, as... um, complex as BitTorrent. YouTube has a ton of pirated content on it. I don't yeah. know if you've ever looked at your playlist or at least mine. No, okay. Johnson, oh. like, like when you're like, you have an individual creator. Okay. I want to, I want to define two, a couple things here. If you have a creator using like a clip of a movie or a show or music, be pirated if they didn't pay for the rights of it. Wait, if you are using it for an educational, or again, a clip, not the whole thing, a clip you're using for educational news or commentary. There is such a thing that allows you to use it a short amount of it without license. And it's legal. Just a short amount. So if you use the whole thing. Obviously, you're not going to get away with it. But no, so like an entire song. No, you can't use an entire song. But like, I've, I've heard so many songs that sound the same as what's on my Napster app. On, on a YouTube video? Yeah. Uh, so- or, 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 or it's not even a video. It's literally a YouTube channel or it's a as it's a video without any movie. It's just the song itself with words. So let's say it's got lyrics. It's a lyric video. Yeah, a lyric video, okay? Okay. Is that, is that pirated then? It depends on who uploaded it. And if they have license, I would imagine. Yeah, so... So if Aaron were to sit there, take some of his favorite songs that he has on iTunes... Okay, and upload it to YouTube. Can I do that? What Can I mean? he do that? And if he does that, is that considered piracy? Because he's paying for the ability to listen to it, but he's not paying for the right to. Well, I'm uploading okay. it for other people. Okay, that so don't have to pay for it. Like when you upload to YouTube, there's a, a many multitude of things that happens here. Okay, so Aaron buys a song and then he uploads it and makes a lyric video to it. Let's say of his favorite August Burns Red song. <sighs> okay. I don't have a favorite. I'm sure you do. Nope. Uh, Care of the Bells, call it that. Oh my gosh. No, something with lyrics. So he does a lyric song, a lyric video to it. And he doesn't go through and contact August Burns Red or anything like that to get proper licensing, whether that's monetary or just, you know, permission wise. <laughs> he uploads it. The record company has a couple options from YouTube side. 
So yes, technically that's pirating because he doesn't own it. He's putting it out there. And especially if he's a bigger channel, you could put it out there to try to boost views. Or- well, not just boost views, but you could get ad revenue from it if you're oh. a big enough channel. Yeah. So what the record companies can come through and say is they can say, well, one, and those that money that you would have earned, we get it instead. So we're going to write off of your money that you would have made. So especially if you're a large channel, that could be detrimental if you get a copyright strike like that. Another thing you could, that could happen is they could just say, mute the music. So all of a sudden he has a video with just words flashing on the screen. No, <laughs> no audio. They'll just literally rip the music out. See, I'm glad. I, I remember years ago yeah. a friend tagged me in this competition where you would submit a video of you drumming to one of the songs by the band. And if you were the winner, you would get a signature snare drum from the drummer. Yeah. And when I did the video, I, they said you could like upload it to YouTube or whatever. So I uploaded me playing the drums to it, but I couldn't get the audio behind it. Yeah. So I was wondering if I put, if I had the audio behind it, would that be? And it's up to the copyright holder what happens with it. Okay. YouTube doesn't decide. The copyright holder decides. Mm-hmm. So again, they can mute, they can monetize on you, they can track who kind of watches it, mm-hmm. or they could just go ahead and block it and say, remove this video. So the copyright person is actually someone separate than the actual creator of the software, music, movie, whatever. Yeah. So in August Burns Red, I don't know how they go about doing it, but whoever owns their masters would be the one who would be responsible for that. Records. You know, some usually that's your record company or your you know and all that. There's very (laughs) few. There's not a ton of bands that own their own masters, which is weird. Eventually, a lot of them do buy them, but that's how it is. So in YouTube land, that's how that works. Now, that's for the music side of things, right? I see a lot, especially on mine, because you know, I just kind of let my YouTube play throughout the day. I see a lot of people just take clips of TV shows and just or entire shows and upload them to YouTube and then get upset when their episode is deleted. And then you have all these people on YouTube going, oh, it's such a shame the YouTube deleted your episode. And I'm like, it's not their episode, first off. Mm-hmm. It's they didn't have anything to do with it. They just kind of took an episode they thought they thought people might like. So there's one YouTube user recently I noticed that did this. Uh, there were they called themselves the sitcom channel, hmm. and so they took like old '80s sitcoms and they upload like full seasons. And then on each video they said in very broken English, about as bad as mine, hmm. you know, please donate to my PayPal here. So they were not only monetizing off of people getting ads on YouTube. They were also monetizing by asking for PayPal donations. And then they were wondering why YouTube deleted all the videos. That's crazy. So what did they do? They broke each episode up into five minutes and then started uploading those. And I'm waiting for those five minutes to go away as well. But when they started doing that, all of a sudden you have all these people coming out and say, thank you for uploading these videos. I, I love seeing my sitcoms again. I'm like, they, they go to Netflix or Hulu or right. buy it. Not come to YouTube and watch a five-minute clip of it. There's, there was, um, I recently came across uh, on YouTube, I was watching like Impractical Jokers and like, yeah. whatever the, uh, the channel is, I don't remember the name, I if it's like travel TV or whatever, like whatever the channel that was uploading short clips. Okay. That yeah. was fine. But then I started noticing that there was like full episodes up being uploaded by some other like different person. Yep. But then watching the episode, it was so like chopped up. And just it wasn't and like there's 
uh, like the audio would be going, but it'd be in a different sec. Like the video would be at a different section of yep. the episode, and then sometimes it'd all line up. But it was just like it was suit. It was like it was made awful, but, and I don't know why. What they were is. probably trying to do is they were probably trying to run through a program to automatically chop and splice the episode up, so that way YouTube's automatic content uh, flagging wouldn't, system wouldn't catch it. So should I report that channel now? <laughs> You know, honestly, I, I come across a lot of this stuff in our report. Now, like BBC, they mm-hmm. make use of this. Okay, they own the content, so they can pour, they post, can post whatever it. they want of their shows. Mm-hmm. And they use it as promotional materials. A lot of shows and networks and that do that. And that's fine. It's when yeah. individuals like me go and try to upload something. You know, I'm going to go and mm-hmm. upload full episodes of Impractical Jokers and try to monetize off of it. Why? You know, people... Mm-hmm. People, I know people who do like individual news commentary on YouTube. They might try to play, like, have a song playing in the background while they're interviewing someone, and they'll get copyright strike on it. Hmm. It's not even them trying to intentionally play it. It's just they happen to be somewhere. They're interviewing someone. It's playing on the speaker somewhere, and it picks it up in the microphone. And all of a sudden, they're told, uh, "No, you can't." Now they're not trying to intentionally break it. So I. I I think YouTube's being maybe a little heavy-handed with them. You know my history mm-hmm. with Google, anyway. So, you know that's True. that's how that goes. But my my thing is, why as a culture do we feel that we should that we deserve to get all this content for free? Oh, I yeah. don't want to go to watch the movie. I don't want to go pay. You know, and movies are expensive. Don't get me wrong. You know, it, it, okay. Let me rephrase that for five dollar Tuesday. Let me rephrase this. If you just go and pay for the movie, it's not that bad. But if you go pay for the movie, a drink and a snack, and then it gets ridiculously expensive fast. Mm-hmm. You know, you can easily go to 30 bucks a person if you're not watching it. Per one person. Yeah. If you're not watching it. If you're not watching <laughs> it. Josh is outraged. Um, you know, and so it's like, oh, or I could just download this and watch this from the comfort of my home. Now, I'll admit, when I was in college, I downloaded music and videos. Guess what? Those files don't exist anymore. They're all deleted. I deleted all of them <laughs> hmm. as, as much as pained me, but I did because I was like, you know what? Um, this isn't right legally. This isn't right morally, and I can't justify this. So delete. And that was gigs and gigs and gigs and gigs of stuff. Oof. But I had like the Fast and the Furious Handicam version. <laughs> Uh, Resident Evil handicam version. Oh. You know, just washed out colors, kind of zoomed out, not all the way in. Or if they zoomed in, they zoomed in too far, so you missed part of the scene and just, uh, it was ridiculous. I, I I look back at that now and I kind of cringe at myself. I'm like, eh, that's, why did that's, I watch this? That was horrible. But why do we as a society think we are owed this content for free, be it music, books, video i i i guess i don't know because i don't think i'm owed any of that <laughs> okay why do you pay for my stuff why do your peers maybe think even apps even what, what do you mean apps like phone apps yeah because people are always finding ways to try to get you know premium paid apps for free oh how do you do that and we know someone who's done that oh <clears throat> oh yeah like Music software and all that other well, stuff. Computer, oh. so, computer software, but I'm not even talking phone apps yeah, even too. Yeah, that too, but that just added on to it. Uh-huh. That I've spent so much money on. Oh, I just did a, you know, 
downloaded so, something. So why do people? I'm not saying you necessarily, Mr. Johnson. No, I'm not yeah, saying no, you necessarily, Mr. Brewer. But why do people feel in this society that they're entitled? I guess I don't feel like they feel that way. They just want to get it for free because they don't want to spend money for it. I wouldn't. I don't. I guess I don't know of people saying that I deserve this. But well, if they, they if they out. if they want it and not paying money for it, they are kind of saying they deserve it. No, because they're not waiting for it. Why do they feel it's okay to steal? Because they want to. I guess, well, he could have used different programs, I guess. Like, for the whole uh, music software, like recording software stuff. Like, I just want to use a better program and not have to pay for it. I mean, you could use something else, but it's not as nice because it doesn't have some of the features that this other one has. So I'm going to figure out how to get it for free so I can just make it good now. And then, well, I mean, once you have it, you're not going to pay for it later. Yeah, unfortunately. But you know what that's going to do, right? It's going to raise the cost of software for everyone else, unfortunately. Yeah, because they need to make the money. Right, because now all of a sudden you have all these other people using the software. They're not paying for it. They still got to pay for They still got to pay their employees to support the stuff out there. Mm-hmm. They still got to pay for all that stuff to go on, and they're not seeing any returns. That's not a good deal for them. Sounds like they're getting ripped off. Now, just like me. Well, yeah. So, how much did did the, okay? Now, again, let's be transparent here. Um, this is coming from the RIAA, so the the Recording Institute. You know, so they had they're going to be very biased on what they say. They're going to be a little, I guess you could say, overzealous on the numbers they report. Mm. You know, for this, but how many billion dollars do they say the U.S. economy loses annually? Due to music theft. Oh. Now, music theft, again, being you will upload a video illegally to YouTube. and So other people can just watch it. And yeah, to or it. you bit torrent the music down. You know, you find Josh's, or you find Josh's server. Josh has a, a web server, and he has all my favorite music, and he lets you download it. Why would you do that? How First many, off. How many billion dollars a year do they say? Oh, five. Go up. 25? Down. 15. A little bit down. $12.5 billion annually. That's a crap ton of money. Yes. Stop stealing stuff, Josh. And how many jobs are lost in the, in the U.S. because of this due to sound recording piracy? Again, coming from the RIAA, so some bias here. How many do they say? What? Uh, I'm imagining it's in the thousands. Okay. Right? Okay. Yep. Was it like the tens of thousands or? Just take a, a shot. I'll just take one shot and then I'll tell you the number. 12,500. 71,060. Brick. <laughs> That's a lot of jobs, right? Yeah. Now, you would think it would end there. You know, the economy loses money. We lose some jobs. But also they say there's about $2.7 billion in earnings, both for the industry and in retail that's lost because of piracy. They also say the government... Federal, state, local loses about four hundred twenty-two million in taxes because all sales are taxed. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And you know how a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm just pirating." Um, and I've heard this one before. It the companies can afford it. We're hurting the companies, not the artist, not the individual. Right. Well, mm. of that. <laughs> so we 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 have that four hundred twenty-two million in taxes. Right. Of that four hundred twenty-two million in taxes. 
$291 million of that comes from personal income taxes. So the artists themselves versus $131 million from corporate income and production. Oof. So it's hitting the individual artists more, more than, than it's in like the record labels and that. Ugh. So they are taking a big hit on this every time. Yeah. That's why I like to buy my music. I always buy vinyls of it. I like vinyl. Do you? Do you like to buy your music? Yeah. And I pay for all my music streaming. I, okay, yeah. Okay. Yes. People complain that maybe one service pays more to artists than other service. I don't care, but at least I'm paying for it. Right. It's better than stealing it. How many hours a day do you think most people listen to music? And this is probably why people steal music because either they, A, they don't want to pay for a streaming service or B, they don't have enough money to buy the music that they want. How many hours a day on average? Oh, man. <laughs> An average person, not Aaron Johnson. I, I was going to say, yeah, for me, it's about <laughs> from when I wake up to almost when I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, so an average person. Oh, f- four to six hours. Correct. Ah, sick. So uh, that's actually a good chunk of the day, though. That's that half is, a work day. That is. For, you know, for a full-time employee. Mm-hmm. Now, we're talking about all this money that, you know, the companies are losing in that, right? They're like, oh, they're just companies. They, they earn enough money, right? How much money does it take a record label to take a new artist and introduce them to a new market? Into like, a, you know, a new artist into a market. Uh, how much money does that cost per artist for? Jeez. Uh, no, 30000 No. High? Higher. Seventy? Oh, way higher. One seventy? Two million. Wait, what? What? What company? What? To introduce a new artist into a market, so like Atlanta, Georgia, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, it costs the record company about two million. Two million dollars. What record company? Whatever company is trying to make this artist an up and coming artist. You know, they signed them and said. We believe in you, kid. We're going to make you a big and up-and-coming artist. And, then, you know, they agree to pay all, like, the promotional so, stuff. I mean, that would be, like, like big dog. Like, you're talking but top-tier stuff. But they're talking a new artist. Yeah. Well, it would be, like, a new up-and-coming artist. Yeah. But to get them into the new market, it's cost them $2 million. So it's not like they're not using those funds mm-hmm. back into the artist to help them out. So when you say piracy hurts no one. It hurts a lot of people. <laughs> Unfortunately. So you're, you know, that one little file you downloaded, it's not just a simple little file anymore. That, well, is, that is many people's work. Because if you think about it on this, and I said that unintentionally, I didn't. I know. Um, I, yeah. But if you process this thought, how about that? <laughs> how many people work on a song? Okay, you're, you're, you're trying to do stuff with Skyrat, right? Mm-hmm. You guys are trying to do it indie style. <laughs> well, I guess it's not all we can afford. I mean, if I really wanted to be stupid, I could pay for. I know, but I mean, nice. you, you, you guys don't have the luxury of a full time big time producer Mm-mm. or a studio manager Mm-mm. or studio staff and all that. You guys are trying to do it indie. So just, you know, working on your own, mm-hmm. what all is involved in writing and recording a song just from your side? Just from what do we do? Yeah, what do you got? How many people are involved? What are their roles? I mean, it's just, well, it's obviously me because I play the drums and I supply the equipment, okay. most of it. Who writes the songs? Um, we've done, we've, I think 
most of the songs we've been using were written by our friend Lucas, who plays guitar. He's done a lot. And like John, he's done some. Now, when I say the song, uh, are they bringing both the lyrics and the music that goes with it? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. So you're up to three people already involved in the process. So then there's, I mean, there's all the guys, Zach, who plays the bass. Well, let's not talk about the musician side. We're talking about like who's involved with like the writing of the song, the recording process. I mean, we all technically write our own parts to the song. Like Lucas will write a guitar riff. Right. Then I technically have to write the drum part to it or come up right. with one. Right. And that's how so you'd expect it. Yeah. And then I, so I mean. Who, who's in charge of doing the recording for you guys? Uh, John. Okay. So you're still at three. And then uh, editing? John. Okay. So is John doing like a lot of that editing on upside? Yeah. And that's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no. What I'm getting at is, in your case, right? That's three people really yeah, that are responsible much. for it. Not much, but if you were, let's say, a big band, August Burns Red. <gasps> okay, you would have. Well, say they have. Um, for as far as like the editing and recording stuff, it's the guys from Fearless Records, Grant and what was it Grant and Carson? Okay, so you got Grant and Carson recording, and you got whoever's writing the music. Matt, Jake, Brent, JB, okay. Dustin, <laughs> all of them. Okay, so we're talking like five or six people, seven people maybe already. I did. I lost count of the names. So you got the two people from Fearless Recordings, Rick. Now, yeah. I'm assuming this isn't just a two-person company. I wouldn't think so, but <laughs> I don't know much about the They Fearless probably got Records. some financial people. They got some legal people. They oh, got yeah. social media. They got media people. All these people are involved in making a record for August Burns Red. Right. All those people have to get paid. So when you're when you're pirating a song, you're not just putting it to the man. Right. You're stealing money literally out of all these people's hands. And that's what yeah. people don't think about. They think about I want the file here now. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I guess if one person in the world did it for a song, it wouldn't be such a big deal. But it's when it's that whole mindset, well, you know, there's probably not that many people doing it. Well, there's a lot oh, no. of Pe- people doing well, it. Here, here's the secret. People know that it's happening, and people mm-hmm. don't care. Well, yeah. I, I, At least it doesn't yeah, impact no. them. It doesn't impact them right now. But then they wonder why their favorite band went Goes under. under. Or stops. So I see, yeah, it's a lot. Of, or why tickets to a concert are just so freaking so expensive. high. <laughs> to make up for all the money they don't get. <laughs> well, in honesty, a lot of bands nowadays, they make more money touring in their merch yes, than they yeah. do from album sales. Well, say it used to be, yeah, it used to be flip-flopped. It yes. used to be they make money on record sales and stuff like that, but now it's they need to make money on tours and merch. And Guess what? A lot of that probably is from this wonderful culture that piracy. we have now of piracy, where it's looked upon as, yay, let's do it. <laughs> For real. It was... I was looking, well, one of the things I came across. Apparently, 70% of online users find nothing wrong in online piracy. Yeah. It's a lot of people. You got to remember, a lot of, uh, okay, one, a couple things. One, I would like to see, and they probably don't have in that report, the age ranges of those people who say that they, that they don't find anything. Yeah. Nope. Because I'm, I, I will bet you, I will bet you. Most of those people are probably on the younger side. Oh, yeah. 
Now, when I say younger, I'm saying 40 and younger. I'm not saying like 15. Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking like kids. Because you have the older generation, like let's say my mother, you know, Josh's new mom, who just, she would be appalled by it. Someone from my generation, that kind of was starting when I was a teenager. And so it's kind of something that we that I know about and I participated for a while and I've stopped since then after kind of, you know, thinking about it and processing it on my own. And then the younger generation, well, now everything is encrypted. It's hard to track, blah, blah, blah. They're like, eh, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, I can get what I want when I want without having to wait for mommy and daddy to give me their credit card to put mm-hmm. the iTunes. <laughs> oh, man. I remember hearing like those stories about the – the parents that had their cards connected to their iTunes account, and then the kids went shopping on the iTunes account. Right. Oof. Money gone quick. <laughs> yeah. Mm. At least they paid for it. <laughs> yeah, so at least they paid for it. Mm. Trying to think. One of the things uh, that this is from uh, uscybersecurity.net. It's a cybersecurity magazine, and they point out that they're finding a lot of lower-income homes are especially encouraged, I guess you could say, to pirate, pirate. because then they don't have to – okay, you got a teenager, right? Let's, let's say Aaron has a teenage son, and Aaron doesn't have a ton of money. Instead of saying, son, I will buy a, a Spotify subscription for us. He goes, son, just go to this website and download the music. I don't have to pay anything then. Saves me money. Yep, Exactly. Also, another thing that right. yeah, I know. Also, another thing that I think is hard to, to maybe get some people's heads around. Okay, we're doing you know we're here in this physical world. If I take Josh's phone from him and say this is now mine, physically you know that's theft because you see that I took something that wasn't physically in Josh's possession. Yes, but a file that's not tangible. That's not something I can touch. That's just something I just copy from place A to place B. How is that? A theft, then, when I copy it from A to B. Oh, so you got that going yes, on as you're well. You're not taking away; you're just making another one of it. Yes. So, how do you define that as theft, then, for those people who are like, it's just another copy? I can make infinite copies. Why can't I give my friend a copy and my other friend a copy and my other friend a copy? I can give him a copy of my homework. Why can't I give him a copy of this? That's cheating. <laughs> no, maybe these are weird people who like homework, and they're like, ooh. Give me a copy of your blank homework so I can do yours. They're weird. That would, yeah, that would still be cheating. Well, no, if it's blank, like not filled in yet, not done. Well, wait, okay. I thought you were saying like, so this one guy has his done, but then he wants to do yours because you haven't done it. No, 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 no. It's like you have a weird group of nerdy friends who Uh, all want to do homework. So they all get together and like, what home, what class are you in? Oh, you're in this class. Make me a copy of your workbook before you fill in. Uh, weird nerdy kids uh-huh. <laughs> that's what i said you know in that we would be like okay yeah whatever take it Do you it. know make as many copies as you want but aaron skyrat's only song that gets mediocre fame i'm gonna give out five billion copies well no one has to buy a copy now we don't get any money just by me saying copy 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 that hurt you tangibly uh-huh i wonder how many five billion views would get us Probably a decent amount. Depends. But yes, it probably would be a decent amount. One can only dream. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, how does that, how does that all work? Because I mean, yeah, the copies of the thing could be 
Like infinite. Yes. That's why they have. But you have to pay to get a copy of it. Yep. So that's why, like in the early days of iTunes, you had DRM, digital rights management. So if you bought a song on iTunes and you downloaded it, it was tied to your iTunes account. You could make as many copies of the file as you wanted, but you couldn't play it unless your account was used. Mm-hmm. So that's how we get into stuff like that, DRM. You know, MP3 and all that, that was made originally without DRM in mind. That was kind of layered on later to try to combat some of this piracy. Just like for software, they've done so many crazy little things to try to combat piracy. Uh, there are games, especially late 80s, early 90s, you'd maybe get to play a level and then say, enter the fifth word of the fourth paragraph on the third page. And that would be their style of DRM to stop the piracy because you wouldn't copy the book. I, uh, hmm, that's nah, just different security stuff. Because I was just thinking, uh, um, I think so, uh, I've gotten things where I've gotten notifications on my phone. It's like, <laughs> Is someone trying to log into your, are you trying to log into your email account right now? I'm like, no, it's kind of freaky, but I guess that's, I thought that was weird how you could tie Like if I was logging into my email on here, I'd have to use my phone to allow me to log in Yeah, to the thing. So I was just like, Ooh, it's not a bad security, security thing, I guess. No, not at all. Hmm. How do you stop piracy? Is it even possible? Is it possible? No. Oh. <sighs> hackers are always going to find a way around it. Exactly. Because hackers, one, they're, one of the things that they enjoy the most is finding ways to break things and get around systems. Freaking jerks. I thank you for calling me a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is part of my job is finding ways to break things and get around things at work and find ways to make them better than it. Now, just because I hack things doesn't mean I'm necessarily... Um, going to okay. There are two different terminologies here. I need to bring up hacker and cracker. Yeah, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about you two being crackers. Yeah, I know. Okay, you two are white, earth and white, especially when it gets to winter in Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm not talking about that type of cracker. Or no. I'm not talking about saltines either. Aww. Okay, so a hacker like is someone who tries to circumvent systems. A cracker is someone who basically tries to find a way to activate software without paying for it. Two different things, but we use them interchangeably here in English. Because when, let's say, okay, the person we know who had, who had, I don't know if they still do, I don't think they do, um, the music software that was pirated. Yeah. They didn't hack it. They cracked it. They cracked it. They applied a crack to it. And that allowed them to bypass the activation sequence. Yep. That's what not I don't know what game is I would play, but it would always say crack the code. I was like, oh, that makes more sense now. Yeah. So hacker, again, trying to get around the system, crack it, try to like bypass the like the activation or whatever or the, the, the sequence with it. Those are the real mean ones. My death is gonna come in the form of coughing. But so, I mean, software piracy is hard. Let me phrase it. Software piracy is harder nowadays if done right. But when it's done right to make it harder to pirate, it makes consumers upset. Yeah, because we can't get it for free. No, because it might require always on internet access. Oh. Oh. Okay. It's like a game that requires you to always be connected to the internet, even when you're playing single player mode. That is kind of. Sucky. Consumers hate it 
but it makes it harder for it to be pirated. Yeah. Just like, so that's beneficial. So like music production software, same thing. If it always has to connect to one of their servers to get an active license and check for that license, that's how like uh, subscription software works. If you have software on a subscription, it's checking against the company servers to see if your subscription is still valid and issues a temporary license to, until it expires. Hmm. Okay. So yes, for consumer side, we're like, yeah, I hate that. But for software side, it's like, okay, we can reduce piracy. Now, how do you do that for music good. and videos? I get sick. You're welcome. I'm going to be so sad. So how would you do it for music and videos? Josh, got any ideas? So, um, what do you mean? How do you stop piracy? Just, you know, I guys, I have not said a word for the last hour. It's been you two. I know. And why no. didn't you jump in? Oh, now you, it's not your time to shine. I know. This is a, a YouTube more conversation. Oh, what would I do? What? How would you stop piracy for like music and stuff? What's some ideas that maybe you could see? Or if you want to even go back to why do people pirate or feel that they are, should be allowed to pirate, go on ahead and do that. I don't think people should be allowed to pirate. Well, of course. My name is Star Josh. Lord, and, and that is my conclusion. Thank you. Josh. Hi, hi I'm Josh. Um, no, I, don't, I, don't, I definitely don't think piracy should be an accepted thing. Just because, like you said before, it does definitely cost people money when they have to pay for, you know. I can see someone's defense coming to be, they made this. I am doing nothing by pirating to them. Because technically, they could say, I can easily take this and I can copy it a bunch of times and hand it out. And say, I did the work of copying this video or this music I should get paid. But in retrospect, by that person copying that video and allowing other people to pirate off of that person, they are preventing DVDs. They're preventing from Netflix memberships being purchased. They're preventing from all these other different ways that the the artist or the movie industry would make money. They're preventing that from happening. So in a sense, yes, I agree with you 100%. When you pirate, you do affect the whole spectrum Just you pirating, it doesn't hurt nobody. It hurts everybody involved because you are not buying from them. You are still getting your hands on the product, but you are not buying it from the right person. Right. Um, How would I prevent it? Sure. We are in an age of technology to where Aaron perks up when I say technology. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're in an age of technology to where it is rapidly rapidly and you guys will hear in two episodes me go off this again um rapidly accelerating at a rate to where it is almost challenging to keep up with it being able to have defenses in place with something like this we can have we can have consequential we can have laws in place for consequences easily but catching or enforcing on the digital aspect is a much, much challenger, much more of a challenging task than it seems to be. And with everybody, with everybody being able to do it, it's like, I guess you could put, what's, what's deadlier? Every American having a gun or every American having a computer? What's more catastrophic to the country? Honestly, more people, everyone having a computer exactly. or a phone. Because we have more access to uh, things that allow us to do more damage economically to the country than a gun does any day. 
Um, and you can't you can't throw the whole country in jail. That's the other thing. We could try. You could do martial law, and that'd be about as far as you could probably go before you have riots. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can definitely employ things, artificial intelligence programs to try to go in there. But even then, you know, AI is not to the point where it can properly kind of source out between different complaints and stuff and verify whether or not you are actually pirating or if you aren't pirating. And like we were talking about before, you could get thrown into the wrong hole and you could get kicked off and lose your internet rights for something that maybe someone else in your apartment complex screwed up for you. So we don't have... A, there's not enough people taking care of this. So there's not enough people trying to, um, let's put it like this. We don't have enough internet officers. We have a bunch (laughs) of police officers, but we don't have internet officers. Or if we do, we don't have enough of them. We don't even have internet officers. I don't even know how you would have an internet officer. What would Uh, an internet officer do? A cyber officer. Somebody who, a police officer, I don't know if there are or aren't. I, I don't know. I don't ever hear anybody talking about, but I wouldn't be surprised if they had police officers where their job was to um, monitor things and stuff like that and take in reports and process those reports. Yeah, based on you have officers. you have cyber units in police ops in police stations. OK, I get what you're saying yeah. now, um, but so, they're more concerned about stuff like, you know, a little kid coming to them and saying this man called me and talked to me online and wants to meet with me. They're yeah. more concerned about that than yeah. They're more concerned about that than, than Josh. Than, Josh downloaded fifty-two movies last night, and obviously, a victim with a crime is going to be a lot more higher on the list than me just downloading copied data. Well, there is a victim of a crime. Well, yes, the movie industry, the music industry, yes, the I'm book not, industry, I'm not, I'm not the game industry, they're... the software industry. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Unpause. I dropped my mic. Do we unpause? I said unpause. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, preventing it, hey, get it out on the news more. It's been in the news a lot. Um, more? I haven't seen it. Haven't you ever seen the movie trailers? They try to make it so dramatic about what happens when you pirate movies. $250,000 fine, five years in jail. And, but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It's It's tech. And tech is hard to deal with because there's so much of that stuff going on. Yeah, you have to have that, and it's hard to find that balance because you have too much DRM, it's too hard to use. Not enough DRM, Josh is making bootleg DVDs and selling them on the corner. And people do that. If you go to other countries, it's amazing to watch as you, you'll go to like a street market and they'll be like, oh, get the latest movie here. And you know it's a downloaded copy burned onto a burnable DVD. Mm. It, or you'll get a CD with the data file on it. You just yeah. open it up. It's not legit because you're like, huh, how am I getting this brand new movie for two dollars? <laughs> oh, that's how <laughs> it's they, they just bad. make them in mass. And then you notice the cover is printed like on an inkjet printer. <sighs> it is their things. It, it's a cat and mouse game. Mm-hmm. It really is. I say I think I've had I've gotten one movie given to me illegally. Well, it bur- burned on a CD by a uh, family friend, like year, well, it was when the Batman came out. Okay, and I have that. I remember getting that on DVDs. Like, yeah, here, take it. You can have it. I was like, and as a little kid, I was like, oh, cool. And I now I realize, oh, yeah, 
Whoops. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. That's bad. You so were, I, I mean, you were involved work. in piracy. Yep. I'm a dirty. You were the receiver of piracy. Mm. Joshy boy, were you ever a pirate? Yeah. I think I he was. <laughs> Aaron turned you in real quick. I, what was it? There was a, uh, I think I did some YouTube videos where they had songs. I think I did that when I was younger. That you uploaded or watched? That I downloaded. Oh, that you downloaded. I had just a few, though. I didn't feel comfortable about using this software. I don't know. I can't make it. I only downloaded like a handful, and then that was it. And they... St- <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think... Why, why are you shaking your head? Why, why? I don't think they're still on the Mac, but there's a chance they might be. <laughs> Do you have some dirt on him that he's not being honest about? Stealing. How and then I remember you? that I had everybody over at my house one day, and... Somebody went, you know, grabbed my Mac and, um, well, they, uh, they just, they brought up this sketchy website and they started watching a movie and I'm like, what movie are we watching? Cause we were watching a movie as a group. So they put it on the big screen and, uh, he's like, oh, it's this. I'm like, what website is this? He's like, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's where you watch movies for free. As soon as he said for free, I'm like. Mother truck about to infect my computer. Yeah. So I, I shut that. down and I, who was it? Don't say their name. <laughs> Not on the air. Just, just, just like, no, no, no me. that's all right. You could talk about that afterwards. And I, I'm pretty sure I closed the computer, took it off. I said, no, we're not doing that. And I felt guilty. Hey, this and that. And this happened. Well, while after I've had that Mac for over 10 years, I think. Yeah, so, and, and especially but, back in the day, I mean, back in the day, we're talking like that time frame, uh, sites were a little, I shouldn't say a little more, sites were very malicious. Like yes. if you went to a, a, a site like that, a lot of them would use something like Flash to play video. And Flash is, well, there's a reason Adobe is discontinuing Flash. There's a reason all the web browsers are stopping Flash next year. And, <laughs> um, That's the guy. There's a reason that that's happening is mm-hmm. because there's security holes found in it all the time, and it's very easy to install malware from those sites when Flash is used. Mm-hmm. And especially back in the day, Flash was the de facto standard for delivering video. YouTube used to run on Flash. It doesn't anymore, but it used to because that was how you delivered video. That was the only way to deliver video. Yeah, I remember <laughs> person who... Oh, brought it up on the website. What are you doing? Oh, I use it all the time. I'd love to see his computer after that. <laughs> it's probably okay. <laughs> there were certain, there were sites that were that were okay to use it for, mm-hmm. you know. But still, the majority of them, you know, how they were making their money is they're installing something on, on your computer that would serve you up ads, and then they get money for that. <sighs> it is what it is, you know. Now, again, coming back to the whole thing of just. You know, like, let's say, now, obviously, I couldn't do this because you two guys don't read the news enough. Um, but, like, if I used, like, a news clip in one of the episodes, as long as the news clip I used was short enough and it was relevant to what we were discussing, like, and we were making commentary on it, that technically is allowed to be used. It's called fair use policy. Now, fair use, you can't go about and get pre-approval for it. It's one of those you ask forgiveness instead of permission deals. Which is weird, but it's in, but it's in the law that that is allowed to be done. So what short would, snippets 
Yeah. So and commentary. Yeah, that you would make commentary on. You know, whether that be music, video, book, whatever. But you couldn't obviously play the whole thing. So now, what if we played the whole thing over snippets and we did commentaries on snippets? Uh, so it's like a movie. Or maybe you don't play the whole movie, but you play 75% of it. And the, the cutscenes that you don't inject are uh, the the traveling or the thing where there's not a whole lot of I, stuff going okay. on. And you just sit there and you talk about each scenes and you talk about, you know, what they did in them. And- uh, that one I'm not sure on because that, that's starting to get a little bit mu- muddier in that regard. Fair use is already muddy, as is. Again, because it's forgiveness, not permission. It's not one of those things you can co- contact the copyright holder ahead of time and be like, hey, we'd like to do this, blah, 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 blah. It's, oh, hey, guys, uh, you have a copyright complaint from movie company A. Oh, fair use. Okay. <laughs> it's literally that. Okay. It, it's, so, the, you know, the, so for people who are good, like, but I want to do this. I want to do this. and Or, you know, maybe they want to start a YouTube channel or whatever, and they're afraid of using a clip to for the commentary and that they're they're gonna be fine now if you're using it be like here's a five minute clip from my favorite movie and just play that not fine okay so the people who do like if you go online and uh for example one i just recently looked up on youtube was battleship and they have this scene where um the crew uh they go up to the hawaiian islands they hop on board the USS Missouri and they ask the veterans to um, help them. And so there's that scene. It goes towards them getting the ship ready and then they're out sailing and then it cuts. And then another episode shows. So they're like three to five minute, right? you know, snippets, but that's a video on this guy's channel and he does it for, you know, five videos. So in all, he has about 25, 30 minutes of playing time Across five videos. Right. That's allowed. No, because are they doing commentary on it? No. Okay. So then that's pirating. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That is a lot of stuff on YouTube. Yeah, it is. And yet, YouTube, pay me to report pirated stuff. And the reason, you know why they're going with the five-minute chunks is the AI can't detect it. Right. Right now, YouTube's AI systems are tuned to go to the five-minute chunks. So they know that, so that's why they put them in those chunks. Oh, we start talking two episodes from now. Oof, I'm ready for that one. (laughs) So, I mean, again, it comes down to why do we allow this in the current culture? Why is our culture okay with stealing digital media but not physical media? Because if I – literally, if I walked into a store and walked out with a DVD, I'd get arrested, but – I go to an online site, download a copy of the file. Boop, 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 boop. I think it's okay. I, I, nobody's I, looking for that. That I think it's also kind of the thing of when nobody's looking at you in the shadows kind of deal. Because um, we all do shady stuff when nobody's looking. Or we have done shady stuff when nobody's looking. Because we think we can get away with it. And I think that's the biggest thing. I think I think so many people can get away. They realize that, hey, I know people who have downloaded hundreds of movies and they haven't gotten arrested. I can download one or two or three. Before you know it, you're down to 20, maybe 30 episodes, and still nothing's happened to you. I think it's just because people realize that they can get away with it, 
and they know enough people who have gotten away with it, as well as it's that lazy aspect, too, of having to pay for something versus not. Well, well, I got to hop in my car, start my car, burn the gas in my car, get to the movie theater, pay for the ticket. Then I'm going to get enticed to buy food, and I'm too lazy to say no to food. So I'm going to buy food, and then next thing you know, the movie's going to be a $30 movie. I'm going to get home. It's, I'll just stay home. I'll put a bag of popcorn in, and I'll grab this movie from some Joe Blow's website. I think just more people are okay with that because in their minds, they're reaping more of the profit and there's less cost. Well, there's less initial cost to us personally. But externally to those who, yes. yeah, It's one of those dimension things I think we have as humans uh, we have an issue with. Yep. Where technology, it's like, there's, there's something I can mention after. I don't want to mention in this episode right now, but it's like me taking a wall or a glass, you know, five-inch glass. I can see Aaron, okay? He can slide something under the counter and I can get it. Or he can put it in the middle underneath the glass and I can choose to pay him or I can choose to take it or I can choose to, you know, You're okay? Right. I see him. I know he exists, Are but he sure? doesn't literally exist to me because he is out of reach, it's like technology puts this barrier between our idea of realism in a back-to-forth kind of deal. I mean, if Aaron the actor was sitting there and going, hey, don't grab that DVD on the table. Don't take it. Can you pay me 10 bucks for it? Pay me 9 bucks for it? I no. won't. And you say no, and you take it and you walk out. You're more more likely to feel the effects of that decision where you don't see him. You don't, it's, I don't know, technology is just putting us. I, I would like to know where you go, where you buy movies and you see the actor and pay them directly well, no, I'm, for the I'm, movie. I'm, I'm trying, trying to use <laughs> the fact that you just see images on your screen and you don't realize that there is someone else on the other side of that screen that is being impacted by that decision you just made. Uh, Because technology draws a nice, big, thick wall to our ability to think realistically that we are impacting somebody realistically. Wait until we use AI to make a virtual Aaron. Don't go there. (laughs) Oh, I can go there. I can't hug an AI like I can hug Aaron. Again, I go back to an episode of Big Bang Theory. I wish I could play it (laughs) because it would be perfect for this, where they invent a virtual makeout device over the internet so they can kiss over the internet. And then they make a, and then obviously it expands out from there, but yeah, same concept. So they could, hmm. they could kiss an AI then. <laughs> no, it's a little contraption they put up to their mouth. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> You're sitting there like going at your screen. Like, how do I kiss the screen? Like, oh, so it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like a doll. Yes, an, inter- and, an inter- interactive, internet-connected doll. So as I poke it on the cheek, Aaron feels a poke on the cheek? Yeah. So as I punch Aaron in the gut, he feels a punch in the gut. Yeah. So if I kick Aaron in the jewels, <laughs> he gets kicked in the jewels? I'm sure it'd have his little safety thing where if you try to do that, it would kick it, kick you instead. Oh, that, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> if I pulled out a 1911. <laughs> okay, you're going a little too far here. So can't we, kill me physically. Hey, wait, Aaron, what? the actor, is an A-lister. He hey. has security. Hey, it's like you're sitting there. You got your internet doll in front of you or whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounds weird, weird, man. 
it just sits there and it keels over dead and you roll it over and it's got this thing protruding out of its stomach. Oh my God. Okay. That's just, that, okay. Alien. Josh just took this all to a whole other level. Anyways, um, but, uh, why but, is piracy so accepted? Yeah. So, 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 so me and Aaron talked about piracy for music earlier. Okay. Josh, piracy for videos. This is a report from 2017. We weren't just talking about this, but okay. Stats, go. Well, no, 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 because we were talking about videos and all that stuff, okay? How much annually does, pir- does video piracy, so film and TV, cost? What was it for music? For music, I can give you that one. It was $12.5 billion. I'm going to say $36 million. Million or billion? billion. $36 billion. $72 $72 Almost $71 billion Ow. annually. Ow! Ah, that is ridiculous. Movie makes more than well, music. They also cost a lot more to make. Purse. Okay. Mo- well, try feeding a band with Aaron as the drummer. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> yeah. Well, then. Well, imagine if you had a band of just nothing but Aaron's. So. I don't think I'd t- <laughs> take that much. That, that would. Be weird. Anyways, because then we'd have to clone him multiple times. Let's and do it. Embed, That's possible. Embed them all with AI. Which one's the real me? <laughs> Cyberborgs. Well, we'll answer that question in a couple weeks. Oh, no. Which one is the real air? But I mean, because, yeah, because we talked about that earlier and we were talking about videos. So that's what I was like. Oh, let's bring up the stats on videos because, yay, piracy. $71 billion a year Yeah, is what they estimate it for equated c- losses through piracy of videos. Yep. Now, 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 what? what? And they they say because of that, the GDP takes a hit of forty five point forty seven point five billion to one hundred fifteen billion. The GDP takes that big of a hit as well. I'm sorry, GDP is what again? The U.S. GDP, gross domestic product. You know, like our exports. So then, do taxpayers end up? Well, that's just lost money that would normally go into business. Excuse me, businesses and governments and all that. So they're they're okay. You know, because we're not selling those movies overseas. People are taking those copies. So that's a lot of money that we could have back in the government. And in companies and people's pockets and that, yeah. GDP is a good overall indicator of how healthy the economy is. If it's going up, that's good. That means the economy is probably decently healthy. If it's going down, that's bad. And if you have a loss that big and it's still has gone up since 2017, that's, probably, that's a good thing. And so it's gone up in spite of this hit. That's good. Uh, thank to Mark just said, well, they're making it more enjoyable. Besides the food part. That's, that's, that's <laughs> just expensive. You can get a hot dog for two bucks at the movie theater now. Okay. Yeah. The nachos are still like 10. Or I can cook one at home for like a quarter. Wait, wait. Oh, hang on. He just started another one. So you're going to cook it at home for a quarter. You're going to put it in your sleeve, sneak it into the movie theater, and then eat it? No. Is that a crime, Paul? Um, if their policy states no outside food or beverage, yes. I don't know if it does. I think their policy does. I think Aaron's feeling it. What is Aaron feeling? The AI taking over? Oh, has, you're getting ahead of us here. Has Ada come to your rescue? Is Kira here with you? That would be his AI assistant's name is Kira. What? No. Is there anything that could be done for piracy? Yes, no, maybe so. Kick a robber in the toe? Yes, no, maybe so. Kick a robber in the toe? No. You say no? Joshy? 
unless it became a thing frowned upon socially, technologically, and government-wise, judiciary, we probably won't be able to get our hands on it. But that goes with a lot of tech stuff, too. Yeah. And ultimately, I think it really comes back and stems from the fact that late 90s, early 2000s, going back to the previous episode, all of a sudden we had this massive shift in society, this relativistic shift saying, do what makes you happy. And that was literally the late 90s, early 2000s was this shift all of a sudden that says everything is relative. Laws are relative. Happiness is relative. Everything. And it's relative to you, not relative to the law. That's how you have stuff such now as Antifa. That's now why you have stuff such as piracy, as big as it is. That's why you have these people who are saying that they would rather be right emotionally rather than right factually. Because relativistically, they are correct. Because that is their version of right. That is their version of correct. Because our culture shifted that way, that's where the big issue came from. And that's why this will continue to be an issue. And I don't foresee this ever not being an issue in our culture unless we get rid of that line of thinking. Where we get rid of that line of thinking where our emotions are the ruler of our lives. And instead go back to what are the facts. Because when we go back to what are the facts, we can then look and say, here's what the law says. The law says this. This is breaking the law because it is taking an object, even though it's digital, electronic, it's bits, but it's taking an object, which I don't own, from a company that is not mine, and I'm taking possession of those bits. It works the same way as a physical, and until we get rid of that relativisticness and realize that that's reality, that that is theft, this issue is going to continue on. Now, how we get there and get rid of that relativism, that's not going to happen overnight. That is one of those things where the culture itself is going to have to undergo another big shift and another big change in where I hope, I'm not saying I hope that this is like mandated through war. I hope this is mandated, not mandated. I hope this happens through like influence is where, you know, the religious groups, you know, Christians and that, they say, look, it's no longer the fact of relativism. It's now the fact of right and wrong. Because if we get back to right and wrong and we remove that whole concept of as long as it makes me happy, I can do it, we can then erase this scourge. But there are always going to be people, no matter what society, you could have the perfect human version of utopia. I said human. I didn't say God's version of utopia, heaven on earth. I said the human version where we say everyone here is perfect and you are still going to have the underground You're still going to have people dealing in the black market. You're still going to have people stealing, murdering, adulting, adultering, not adulting. (laughs) (laughs) So adulting is bad? Adultering, not adulting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're still going to have all that in that perfect, quote unquote, human utopia. So what I'm saying is we're pretty much screwed. Unless we let the AI take over, then we all become soulless machines. Wouldn't that be fun? No. You know what is fun, Johnson? What? What's fun is leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher. Oh, my gosh. That's what's fun. What's fun is sharing us with your friends and family and coworkers. What's fun is following us on Twitter and Facebook. What's fun is emailing us at uiwords at gmail.com. That's yeah. what's fun, Darren. Uh, 
Yeah, that's fun. Is that fun? I haven't done it, so I don't know. You know what else is fun? What? According to you, at least. Take a guess. Um, drums? Listening to August Burnsberg's Christmas album? <gasps> yes. Is yeah. that fun? Yes. All right. And yes. I'm glad we can agree on one thing today. <laughs> yes. Yes.